Hello, and welcome to the Diaspora Chiefs Podcast. We love having you here. This show is for ambitious Africans and Caribbeans in the diaspora who want to start, grow, and scale their business. And it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, high income skills, and know-how on all things digital to create the best lifestyle for you and your family. We know that you have it in you. And now, let's get started with the Diaspora Chiefs host, Victor Osio. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Diaspora Chiefs podcast. Today we have a wonderful, I can say she's my friend, a wonderful person. She is such a wonderful businesswoman. She started from a humble beginning. In short, let me not give you that. She went from local to global, so she's going to tell us the story. Welcome to CEO, founder of the Soap Connoisseur, Mawa Kamara. Mawa, you're welcome today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So how is, uh, let me throw you out there, how is business these days? <laughs> well, I think if you're in the UK, we're all dealing with the same Brexit worries and woes and stuff like that. But business is good. Um, thank God. Still trying to grow, still trying to hit, you know, a million in sales. Um, and still really just trying to grow the brand and, you know, yes, grow the business. So, yeah, it's been good. It's good, it's seems, good. It's, it seems there's something that you've done that we that we need to learn from because now, because of, you mentioned Brexit now, so, and you, you're already, yeah. you're already going global, not even Europe, you're going global. As we speak now, you are, <laughs> you are in Ghana, you're in Accra right now, enjoying the weather. And there's so much much rain right now here. So we we don't even know. Maybe we should start looking towards Africa for... for, So what's going on in Africa? I think there's a lot of opportunities going on in Africa. Um, I do think the Brexit situation is an opportunity for for the continent. Um, There's a, a lot of development happening a lot of change is happening and it's being able to be part of that, that, that change story and being part of, you know, the change that is actually taking place, place on the continent as a whole. Um, I think the continent is, is really changing and, and things are really improving. So yeah, so lots of development, lots of opportunities, lots of new markets to tap into, um, lots of undeveloped market, which shouldn't be seen as um, scary, but actually should be seen as opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's the whole thing of um, going into an untapped marketplace. That is, that is um, yeah, fantastic. So let's let's yeah, let's yeah. not jump. Let's not jump ahead of us. We're coming to international markets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I want to know is what I want to know is is that how did you how did you start how did you start um, the soap connoisseur? What is the story? The story behind the glory or mm. the so yeah let's, let's yeah structure yeah. mindset? How did you start? Um, honestly, I started what about five to six years now of when I actually started, um, and it's been four and a half years since I launched the, the brand. Um, but I actually started in my kitchen. Um, I was a mum who was on maternity leave. I was I was in between looking for a, a, a soap for my daughter and not having a contract or job to go back to. So I was in that 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 time and season of my life. Um, and I kind of discovered this thing called soap making. And honestly, that was just how 
it kicked off um, and it took me about a year to learn the process, understand everything. Um, had some personal you know, issues going on as well at the same time. Um, but eventually I, I was able to, to launch, launch the business or start the business in 2015. So yeah, so that's how I started. Um, I, I started in my kitchen, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so slow and steady. So slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. That's great. So, so, so was there any trigger like when you were going? Because the soap market is a very huge market. It runs into uh -huh, uh -huh. of dollars or billions of pounds every year. Are you telling me you couldn't find soap that fit for your daughter or you just like, you know what, this is actually, or you went in strategically? Not at all. It was just, it was more of stumbling upon a hobby um, more than anything. And I say the click of a button really changed my life. I really was just at a place where I'd been a professional social worker um, and been on maternity leave and not, and I didn't actually have a job to even go back to because the contract I had with my former employer had ended. So that was sort of out there. Um, and by me, I wanted something different as well. Uh, and it was more of just a hobby turned something that I started, but I knew I had a product when I created it. It was just a mix of, it was not, not strategic at all. I, I don't, I don't think I think strategically enough. Um, <laughs> For that to happen, but no, no, no. It was more of stumbling upon something and then running with the thing that I stumbled upon. Okay, that's great because your soap, your soap, because I've seen some of some of your product, it is very, very unique. So, how did you start? How what, what was the process like? Well, I mean, I'm self-taught, so I taught myself essentially everything about soap making and product making and skin and all that stuff. Um, but in terms of setting up the business, I, I don't think I've really gotten to the end of that process. Um, but you could, you know, it was it was a case of learning having a product that I could put take to market, um, and then obviously with the use. Obviously nowadays we've got social media and stuff like that, so you can then you can start relatively small and use the feedback you get or the traction you get to build and to grow on that. Um, trust me, I'm still looking for sales like every other person in business. It's, it's not an easy journey, but it's, 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 it's one that's like a process. You have to be able to, to work with the knockbacks and the setbacks that come along with um, trying to start, start and grow your own business, yeah. Mm, that's, that's wonderful. You have a premium product. So did you, yeah, yeah why not just another soap? Because there's room in the market for, for this type of soap. There's room in the market for a luxury bar of soap. Um, and I, I guess you could say as a, as a, as a woman of colour, as a black woman, African woman, I, I wasn't seeing anybody doing what I was doing um, at the time. Not saying that there are not people out there, but just on that level and at that, at that quality as well. And it was more as a challenge. And I, I, I like challenges. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, because your soap is like a cupcake. You can just go to Harrods or just go to Selfridges and just pick it up and just like... Yeah, yeah. yeah We've got different... Yeah, you can mistake different. it. Different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, so, so tell me about market selection. You went into uh, premium soap making and how did you start selecting your market? Um... I, I did the first, I did it just like how you would, looking at who my ideal customer was, um, who I would like to sell to at, at that price. Um, it just research, to be honest, research, research really, and you know, a lot of us 
sometimes we skim over business research and researching, but market research is so crucial, so important. So just constantly always researching the market um, and also not being afraid to do something different as well um, or stepping out of the box and things like that. So market selection was really about researching my market, researching, talking out to people, getting out there. But ultimately the key was just putting it out there, even though it wasn't perfect, even though it wasn't, you know, perfection or whatever and just getting the feedback. So putting it out there, I mean, I started off wrapping my soaps in like cling film and, and these plastic bags um, versus, you know, sort of what we have now. So it was just putting out there and getting that feedback from people. And I guess it's kind of like, it's almost like scared, you're, you know, you have to be very, not confident because you're, you're scared inside because you're, oh my God, what are people going to say and think, but it's looking past all of what are people going to say, what are people going to think and just putting out a product and who the person who will buy your product will buy from you you know, they will pay the, the premium price for the product. Um, so yeah, so research really, doing a lot of research. So looking back, looking back, how did you, if you, if you go back now five years old, um, six years ago, how did you get your, yeah. your first client? How did you, where did you get your first sale from? Well, well, friends and family, of course, uh, always the first people to get your sales from. Um, but eventually I just started thinking at networking, doing events, doing pop-ups, selling my products hand by hand. You know, I've kind of done it all, walked from one shop to another, tried to sell the product. Um, yeah, in all, all ways, as long as it wasn't illegal. You mentioned networking now. I, 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 wonder, I wonder for you to come into a networking meeting and start talking about soap. Yeah. Is that, well, is that... it's what... It, well, I mean, so I'm, I, I don't, I'm not in the soap business. I'm in the manufacturing business, right? So it's a diff, it's a, again, my mind is, I, what I'm doing is, I see what I'm doing as a manufacturing. So I'm in the manufacturing business, not, not the soap or skincare business either. I manufacture products for your skin. Um, and so having that, that's knowing what it is that I do or what it is that I want to do is key. So I'm able to go into a networking event and say, you know, this is what I do. And, and find partners that I can work with or people who are interested in my business and things like that because it's, that's what I do. So I think it's you knowing what, what you do, being confident in, in that and owning your brand uh, and saying, you know, this is what I do. Um, and yeah, being professional as well about it, um, you know, and it's not just a hobby. It's not just you making soap. You're actually manufacturing a product. Um, and it's actually a manufacturing business. So it was having that change of mindset about what it is I do versus going with the flow and saying, oh, you know, I'm in the skincare business. I, I make these products. So it's a skincare business. No, it's a manufacturing company. That's, that's how I see my business. So that, that's been, that confidence is what I've been able to carry when I go to networking events or when I approach people to talk about my business. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Were you always clear with when you started or... We just absolutely um, not absolutely not absolutely not um i look at the first business plan i have and it looks nothing like the business i have not absolutely not clear um it took me a year to figure out that i was running an organic toiletry company you know no absolutely not you know i thought i was just going to make my soaps and sell them and make lots of money <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I was quite trigger happy um, no, absolutely not. Um, not at all. No. I, so I when, so you. when did it click for you that this is actually a business? 
I think after the first year, um, after I'd gone through so many trials, you know, I'd had issues with my website and, and I, you know, and I kept still, and I kept going back. I would go back, I'll look at the model. I'll go back, I'll look at what it is I'm doing. I'll do more research and things like that. So I think even up till now, to be honest, sometimes I'm like, I got business, but you know, um, it is an actual business, um, you know, um, and I, and I saw the growth starting to come as well, the more I did it consistently. The more the growth came, the more people were interested in it, um, and the more I was able to to keep reselling and selling the idea forward, really. So no, I did not know what I was doing in the beginning. Um, I was trigger happy, as I would call it. Um, <laughs> but over time, the the you, you you're forced to learn and you're forced to develop. You have to develop as uh, as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned so, yeah. you mentioned that. So what are, what are the stages that you went through for um, that is men, yeah mentally running actually when you clicked. So when you clicked, what are the stages that you went through mentally? I think well, I think it started off when I realized the product worked. So I remember giving it to my friend, and she had eczema, and it really helped her skin. And so that was the first sort of kind of light bulb moment, like, oh, oh I've really got something that can actually work and, you know, that actually does work regardless of anything that actually does help people's skin. So that was the first sort of mental click, like light bulb moment, I would, I would call it. Um, and then um, it would then be, as, as I was growing it, um, and I went through a lot of what you would call failures, um, and it's working through those failures and working through some of those disappointments that made me get stronger about what I was doing and get clearer about what, what I was trying to do. So the failures, the disappointments, um, I remember that in the first year I had lost my website because I fell out with my website developer. So it forced me to go back and to redefine my business model and to think that I've got a business model that can work. That can work. And things like that. So some of the so the failures, the setbacks, actually were the things that um, that helped <laughs> more than anything else. Oh, you say failure now, just say optimization. So you went through so many optimization when you were getting negative feedbacks from oh, yeah yeah. So you were just optimizing yeah. and optimizing. You can say failure, but we all define failure in different ways, you know. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and it's very strong of you to like, you know what. Falling out with your web with your web designer or your web developer and still coming back, and five to six years down the line you're still going stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It must be you must be doing something great. Uh, well, <laughs> I, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So what does yeah, the future um, yeah. what does the future hold for the soap connoisseur for the brand? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we're definitely looking at expanding. Um, still trying to turn it into that profitable but sustainable business. Um, I definitely want to upscale in terms of manufacturing um, and just growing. Yeah, so we're just really looking at growing the brand, growing my, the concept further, mm-hmm. letting people know more of, of what, what, what we do and why these products are really good products um, and accessing new markets as well so yeah so that's what we're doing at the moment so we're really looking at expanding and but just building and growing so sort of slow slow but steady growth um is is is, is where we're at and then oh, by god's grace yeah, we're building our own like factories and things like that we've got things that we've got that i would love to accomplish in the future 
Um, I really want to have my own factory where I'm able to produce these these products. They really grow, yeah, grow the brand a lot more and grow the within the industry as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. I wish you all the best. So you know, besides besides the soap connoisseur, you you're also a consultant who like teaches people how to like find their markets, know how to like align their um, their products with their market. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I do, I, I don't really even know what, I don't know if it's called management consulting or creative consulting. I don't really have a name for it, but I do love helping other people grow and scale their own businesses. So I've been doing that for the last two years now um, and whilst growing my business and really just working with people to discover their value proposition and what, who, you know, who they're really targeting, just to understand their business model, their business structure better um and to look at how they can actually grow and scale their businesses and what they need to do, do to do you know those things outside of just having the capital you know you also need the right systems the right models the right staff in place to be able to do that um, and it's being able to grow that um, i also run business development workshops which are like hands-on workshop sessions where I teach anything from value propositioning. Um, I recently did a workshop on taking your business global um, and what the steps you would need to look at if you wanted to export, you know, your products and services from your from your home home country into a new into a new country. So yeah, so I kind of teach anything along those lines, um, anything to do with business growth and business development. It's kind of what what I what I what I what I what I love to do and what I love to help people get their head around. So yeah, <laughs> that's great. You you see you you're sounding so modest, but right now you've been flown flown halfway around the world to go and teach some <laughs> workshop. And you just you just being modest about it. So now if, if if I have if I have a brother or a sister now listening to this podcast, and they want help in their businesses to get to be more clear on their business and the values they're being or the value yeah. they're they are dishing out in their business how can they get in touch with you well you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter all at mahawa kamara um on instagram at, ma, ma, at mahawa kamara 16 and on instagram and twitter it's just mahawa kamara uh, I'm launching my website soon, uh, which is Um, You can also find out more about what I do on the soapconnoisseur.com and all our um, social media handles are at the soap connoisseur. So that's really the best way to get in contact with me. I'm online. You can find me. Um, and of course, you can find me through the, the Diaspora Chief podcast <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well yes so you can you can definitely connect with me on, on social media and find out more about what, what i do and how we can work together yeah. that is that is fantastic that is great so i will say thank you very much for being um, a fabulous guest today and it's been a lovely time speaking with you and i hope oh thank you i, I hope and i wish you so much success in future thank you very much thank you so much for having me on it's been amazing. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. My diaspora sheets. Thank you for hanging out with us today on this episode. 
More info and show notes can be found online at um, www.diasporasheets.com. Please subscribe and share this podcast with friends and ambitious Africans and Caribbeans in the diaspora who wants to start and launch um, the digital lifestyle business. Thank you and I'll see you next week for a new episode.